Following is a production of Locked Up Sports. Hi, everyone. This is ESPN alum Bob Picosi, and you are locked in to Locked Up Sports. Can't wait. When it comes to talking sports, they're the authority. It's Bob Walters and Brett Grasso. It's Locked Up Sports, and it starts now. Bring them out, bring them out, hey! Here we go. Bob Walters from the Brian Gunzel Studios. This is Locked Up Sports. The Knicks season comes to an end. The Yankees get their biggest win of the season this afternoon. The Mets go for three in a row in Washington. And the Jets and Giants schedules are released. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I'm Bob Walters. I am flying solo today again as Brett, uh, Brett, he's gone fishing. Listen, Brett goes fishing. That's what he does. All right. Um, do we approve it here? We approve him to live his life the way he wants to live his life. So whatever he wants to do, Brett, don't worry. We got it. We got it under control here. I got it under control here. Don't worry about it. Um, the Yankees just finished off a huge win, huge win. I mean, it, it doesn't, it really doesn't get much bigger. They were down 6 nothing. They came all the way back. They scored uh, two home runs by Judge, who looks like he's back. And it gets on the heels of an even of a just as big a win last night with dramatic home runs, late-inning home runs. So the Yankees seem to be getting their things, you know, a little bit together. At least they're still in last place. They're still, uh, now they're seven games back of the Rays. But, hey, listen, they're playing better baseball. The Mets are playing better. They're just underway now. And they trail one nothing as I have it on right here in, in front of me here. In the Brian Gunzel studio. Uh, but where else can we start except last night with the New York Knicks? And the Knicks season, listen, be proud of this team. Knicks fans, I know it hurts. It hurts. It's a rough day today. Today's a, a you know, what could have been. We could have beat this team. We could have played better. But be proud of this team. And you could, you could go into this offseason with a smile on your face. Because this team over overexceeded anyone's expectations. Three, four months ago, if I told you the Knicks would be playing in the second round of the playoffs, a game six, you would have taken that in a heartbeat over anything. You would have taken that in a heartbeat. And the way it ended last night, listen, I mean, they had, they had their chances. They had, they caught a break with the, with the flagrant one in the last minute to get two, two shots in the ball. Brunson hit the shots. They got the ball back and then Brunson turned it over and, that was pretty much it right there. And you felt bad. You could see Brunson. You could see it was all over his face. He was so disappointed in himself. But you know what? Yeah, he could hold his head high, too, as well. Because the Knicks are nowhere even close to this. Nowhere even close to getting into that scenario without Jalen Brunson. And he had another brilliant game last night. 41 points. He played 45 minutes. He was exhausted by the end of that game. Uh, Randall again. Not very good, Randall. You know, I... The, the Knicks move the ball around, and then when it hits Randall, it just dies. The ball just dies with Randall. He, you know, he, he'll look for a way to drive and then do a step back. And he, he's, he's a, too big of a guy to be shooting step back jump shots and, and fadeaway three pointers. He's not Steph Curry. I mean, he's not. He, he's, he, shoot, he hits them sometimes, but Randall did not have a good playoff. Last night, 15 points, 11 boards, three assists, and. You know what? It wasn't even that good. It just it just wasn't good. The ball stopped at Randall. He missed some key shots. 
Uh, Mitchell Robinson, again, last night, only two points, and they were two free throws. They were relatively big free throws. I'll tell you what, with, with Mitchell Robinson, I don't know how the, the, those free throws ever go in. He throws it on a straight line at the rim and just hopes it, it, it kind of grazes the top of the rim and goes in. It's got to be a direct, a perfect shot for it to go in. I was told um, years and years ago, I was told by my Uncle Jimmy I was shooting basketball, and I would shoot it on a line a little bit. You know, not like Robinson, but I would shoot it on a line. And he, he taught me, he said, you got to arch it in. And, you know, the rest is history. I never, you know, I never did anything as a basketball player. But, but he, was, he was right about that. Um, but his shot, his free throws go on a direct line into the, into the, basically into the basket. And it's got to go perfect shot. So they're, they're terrible free. That's why he's a terrible free throw shooter. But anyway, Robinson again, disappointment. Um, Randall and Ram Robinson. Randall, he, you know what? He just might be a type of player that, that's a really good regular season player. But when you make it to the playoffs and the defense intensifies and the level of play gets better and you're playing better teams, he might just be one of those players that, that he's not really going to ever play well in the playoffs or very well. You know, he's not going to stand out. He's not going to carry a team. And, you know, is Brunson that kind of player? Can Brunson carry a team to a title? I don't know. I'd say right now, I'd say probably not. But this is really the first year where he, he entered kind of superstardom. You know, the Knicks have themselves a superstar. And that's why I say, you know what? You can be proud of this team. Because you would they gave you a good season, a good, uh, you know, into into Mother's Day weekend, you have you were watching Knicks basketball. You had a game six in a second round. Listen, if they would have lost game five at the Garden, you know, got lost by ten or fifteen points, then I could see you being like, "Ah, oh, what a disaster this was. We couldn't. We got we lost by five. We lost in five to the Heat. We're a better team than the Heat, and all that. And you could be disappointed. But when the Knicks won game five at the Garden. And got this thing back to Miami. I think then they were playing with house money last night, and they almost pulled it off. They 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 came out of the gates, out of you know great. They had a fourteen point lead in the first quarter, and you thought, oh wow, you know what the Knicks, the Knicks are going to win this game because it's just a continuation of of the last game. I mean, the Heat finally have turned you know they finally turned back into the pumpkin that they were in the regular season. Because they were hitting threes all over the place in this first in the first couple of games of this series, way out of way above their average. And then in game five, they kind of fell back down to earth with the threes. They did again last night. Last night again, only seven of twenty-seven. But you thought maybe okay, listen, the Knicks are going to blow them out here, and if they could ever get this back to the Garden for game seven, well, then then we're in, then we're in great shape. I I would I would have felt very confident if the Knicks got it back, but. For some reason, and, and, and I don't even know why it, it, it you even bother saying the teams need a good start in a game. Because in the NBA, you know what? It really is irrelevant how you start. Teams build 20-point leads, 15-point leads. They'll be down by a whole bunch. And, and it's, a, a, it's a game of runs is what it is in the NBA. So the Knicks got off to the good start, 14-point lead, first quarter. By mid-second quarter, I mean, that thing was tied. They went into the half with the Heat with a, I think they had a, no, I'm sorry, the Knicks had a two-point lead at the half. And then in the third quarter, it was close. It was close all the way around. And then in the last five minutes of the fourth quarter, it's kind of where the Heat separated themselves. Um, You know, you had Lowry had a big game. He was all over the place. Kyle Lowry was all over the place. Um, He made some big shots. He had a big dunk. The Knicks... 
the Knicks turned it over. The Knicks had a lot of empty possessions in the in the first in the last five minutes of that game. Big empty possessions where like they needed a, they needed to score because that game was really over with a minute to go, except for the the fr- the flagrant on Brunson when he got elbowed in the face, and it was the right call. And that was, I mean, man, being that those referees, I forget the referee's name, but he had he had refereed the last nine games he refereed of the Miami Heat's they had lost. And that was all over the all over talk radio yesterday, all over TV, and you know, usually you never hear anything about the referees, and you heard about it yesterday. And then to have that call come up in the fourth quarter in the final minute, which could have been a season-ending or season-shifting call, because if the Knicks, if the Knicks come back and win that game and they get those four points there, that's the that's the call that 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 changed the whole series. But of course, they hit the free throws. Brunson turned it over, and he had hard. He had hard up top that was open, and I thought he was going to get it to him. I don't think he saw him until it was too late. He had two guys on him, and he just lost it. He lost control of the ball, and it is what it is. And the Heat are now advancing to the Eastern Conference Finals, and they will play the winner of tomorrow's Game 7 between Boston and Philadelphia. So, you know, the Knicks... Listen, like I said, be proud of this Knicks team. Be proud of them. They, they gave you everything and more you could have ever asked for. They seem to finally have things on the right track. They finally have the right guys in here. Um, Thibodeau, he, he did a hell of a job coaching. Now, is Thibodeau the guy that's going to take this Knicks team to the promised land? I don't know. Have they reached a ceiling with Thibodeau? They might have. He's not... They might need a new voice in there. Now he's not going to lose his job in this offseason. He's going to get to get to start the season next year because you, you can't fire. You can't fire him after this. I mean, come on. But is he going to be the coach when the Knicks take that next step? Is Thibodeau going to be the coach? I, I don't know. I, I'd say probably not, to be honest with you. You know, I think it could be – now, this is it, – it's a bad – it's a bad analogy. But I think it could be like a, a Showalter type of situation with the Yankees. Now, that's not saying I think the Knicks are going to go on a four championships in five-year run, because I don't, obviously. But I think it's kind of like that situation where where Showalter got them up to the point, and then they got Torrey, and they went and they went on their way. You know, and the rest was history. But I don't think, think Thibodeau is going to be the guy. I think they kind of are going to need a new voice in there. I think if they don't get off to a good start next year, Thibodeau could be in trouble. He doesn't really make in-game adjustments. I know that's everybody's critique of him. You know, oh, he doesn't change anything. He's set in his ways. Listen, his ways has, has been pretty good. Okay, he's been a very successful coach in this league. He was successful with multiple teams. He was successful as an assistant coach with the Knicks. You got to give him a chance to come back. And I know you're upset today, but I don't think when the Knicks get to that next level, if that's next year or the following year or whenever that is, with this group, I don't think Thibodeau is the coach. Uh, other other questions now for the Knicks in this offseason is is this is this good enough to to now recruit another superstar? Are the Knicks going to get another superstar? Can they get a superstar? Do superstars want to come here now? I mean, you saw the Garden. You saw that it's a, a it's still a special place to play in the playoffs. You saw the way it was rocking. I saw it, and you saw it. Everybody else saw it. All those free agents saw it. Are they going to want to come here now? Now that they, 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 they've heard about it. They heard about it from their, their parents. They heard about it from their older coaches. 
These guys are in their 20s. They've never seen it. This year, they saw it. Okay, you could see that the Garden was something special. And maybe maybe now they could get a star because, you know what, like I said, is Brunson the guy? Brunson can't be the number one star on a championship team. I know Brunson is a great player, and I know we love Brunson. But is he's not, you know, he's not a he's not a a championship a one player on a team on a championship team that's going to carry a franchise to a title. He's not. He's an excellent point guard. He is the first point guard the Knicks have had in since what since Charlie Ward or Chris Childs. I mean, these that's that's a long long time ago. He's the first one we've had here in the, uh, with the Knicks. So I think, I think we kind of think he's better than he really is. Now, don't get me wrong. He had 41 points. He scored 40 multiple times. He had great series. But they need another star. In the NBA, you need another star. Okay? And Randall certainly is not that star. Because Randall, although he, let's see, third team, all NBA, whatever it was, play, you know, all-star game. Randall has proven to you in this series and even in the last series, he's not... He's not a great big time player. He's just not. And he's too big and too strong to be taking fade away step back threes that really are not good shots. Not good shots at all. So I would say Randall's not the guy. I I now Randall's gonna be back. They got some decisions to make with some free agents. Um Josh Hart being A one probably on the list. Now, do you want Hart back? Of course you want Hart back. Him and Brunson are great together. Him and Brunson are, you know, they, they played in Villanova together. They won a title in Villanova together. They're, you know, jokesters on, in the press conference. They seem to be best friends. Of course you want Hart back. But Hart's going to be making a lot of money now. Hart's going to demand a lot of money because of what he did here after being traded. You know, he, he was... As good as as good as could be, he was the piece, the final piece to this Knicks team that put them into the, you know, the level of play that they are that that, that allowed them to go to the second round this year. This team was borderline playoff team, and then they made the trade. They got Hart, and the team took off immediately. And I think the fact that he's such good friends and worked uh, played so long with Brunson, I think that helps. I really do. I think that helps a lot. So there's that to ask to answer. Um, as far as the Heat go, listen, give Spolster, give Spolster, uh, you know, all the credit in the world. He's a hell of a coach. He's a, he, like we were saying last week with Brett. Um, he's a top ten. He's a top ten coach of all time. And you don't even think about it until you actually look at his body of work, and you're like, ah, oh, you know what? He is. And what he does, he outcoached Thibodeau. The Knicks are a tough team, but the Heat were just a little bit tougher. They're more experienced. This was a first-time run for the Knicks. You know, we said it last year with the Rangers uh, that that this is a learning experience, and it is. It was a learning experience. You're gonna you, Jalen Brunson's gonna be better next time if he could. I mean, if you could be better, 41 points, 45 minutes in a game six. But Brunson's gonna be better next next time, next year. Hart's gonna be better. This is this will be the next year will be his third time in the playoffs if the Knicks are lucky enough to get there. You know, the, the role players, they'll be better. They'll have seen it. They'll have done it. You know, a lot of them are looking around with bright eyes, wide eyes in the garden. Because like I said, they had never seen that before. They heard about it. 
They heard about it from their parents. They heard about it from their coaches. But now they've seen it. That the Garden's a special place. Especially when it comes to playoff time. Same thing with the Rangers. Now the Rangers went disappointed this year. And look what happened. Coach got fired. Because now there's expectations. And now with the Knicks, there will be expectations. That's just the way it is. There's going to be big expectations next year. We'll see what they do in the offseason. You know, they, they ran rough shot over Cleveland 4-1 in five games. Do they bring back Hart? Does Thibodeau, is Thibodeau going to be on a short leash? Those are all questions that have got to be answered. What do you do with Randall? Um, yeah, I don't think anything, to be honest with you, with Randall. I don't think you do anything. I think you keep Randall and because and, he's going to, you know what he does? He's, he's going to make you believe again in the regular season because he's a good regular season player. So he's going to make you believe again, and then you're going to go into the playoffs, it's going to be the same thing. Because he's not a playoff type of player. It's a different type of player. I'm sorry. The, 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 the defensive play intensifies. The teams get better. The teams play harder. They play. They just do. And I'm not sure Randall can handle that. So the Knicks lose last night, 96-92. to 92. The season comes to an end. Game 6 is the final game. They're eliminated in six by the Miami Heat. Listen, a good team. The Heat are a good team, and they're going to give they're going to give either Boston or Philadelphia. They're going to give either of those teams hell in the Eastern Conference Finals. It's the second straight year they're there. They were in the finals in the in the uh, in the COVID year. So give, give them credit. Give give the Heat credit. They were they weren't a better team in the in the regular season, but in the playoffs, different game, different type of game. They were a better team. This series, as the Knicks fall in six games, and like I said, be proud of this Knicks team. You know, be proud of them because this is the this is the the best Knicks team we've had in you know fifteen years. This team's better than the the Carmelo team that won the fifty games, and not just because they made it to the second round. They're just better, and it's much better than the team you know a, a couple years ago. And then before that, you got to go all the way back to like the Starks and Ewing Knicks. So. You know, and Randall, and, and I didn't like the comment Randall made either. That, oh, maybe they just want it more than us. You can't say that. Can you imagine Patrick Ewing saying that? You know, he, he said the opposite, to be honest with you. Ewing would be like, you know, we're going in to win. We're going to guarantee. Ewing would guarantee wins every series. I think five or six times against Jordan's team, he guaranteed a win. And, you know, they lost. And it got forgotten about. But you'd rather that, right, than... Have Randall stand in front of his locker or up at the podium and say, yeah, well, maybe they just want him one of us. What? Are you kidding me? Come on. Give me a break. Now, the late game last night was the Lakers and the Warriors. Game six in Golden State, in San Francisco. Warriors trying to hold on. And LeBron James just came out and scored 30 points and played, you know, he showed everybody why he's the greatest or one of the greatest of all time, whichever side of that argument you happen to be on. 122-101 was the final there. And one of the craziest stats I heard, and I, I guess it's a stat, this is the first time the Warriors have been eliminated by a Western Conference team. First time they've been eliminated by a Western Conference team in the era since Steve Kerr became the head coach. 2014. You know what that means? That means that they have either won the title, lost the title, or did not make the playoffs, which only happened twice. Not making the playoffs. They won four titles. That's just crazy to me. So every time they make the playoffs, except for this year, they go to the finals. 
They did not this year. They got beat by, you know, listen, they're an aging team, the Warriors. So are the Lakers, but the Lakers are just, they got, you know, LeBron James, he carried the team. They, they, they were the better team in the series. I think they're the best team left in the Western Conference. I do think they're better than Denver. I know Jokic has been playing great and, and, and everything there, but I'm going to pick the Lakers because don't, don't bet against LeBron. Don't bet against LeBron. That's, that's, the bottom, that's the bottom line. Now, as far as the Warriors go, is it time to break this up? Is it done? Is it the end of the, the dynasty of the era of the Warriors and the Curry and, and Draymond and that whole, that whole team? I'd say probably it is. I think this is probably the last you'll see of them you know, making a run into the playoffs. Curry still is great. Don't get me wrong, just a week ago, he was scoring 50 in a Game 7, so don't completely count them out. But are they going to be good enough, healthy enough, to make a run into a, a conference final or a you know NBA final or win an NBA final again? I don't think so. So do they tear it down? Probably not. I'm sure Curry will convince them to go one or two more years is what will happen there. You know, go for it again. Because, you know, who knows? But I, I don't think it's going to happen. And as far as the Lakers go, give the Lakers credit. Give them credit. You know, they in the beginning of the season, nobody expected anything from this team. They were expected to be a bad team, miss the playoffs. They had a roster that made no sense. And here we are. They basically kind of, they, they, they coasted through the regular season. They got, you know, they do talk of two weeks left of the season. They were talking of them missing the playoffs, having to play in the playing game, having to, what were they going to do? The Nets were there because the Nets had made the trade. Uh, the Nets, I'm sorry. Um, they were going to make the, uh, the, the play-in game, what they were going to do. Who knows? And they ended up making the, making, the play, making the playoffs. They won the first round. They've now beaten the Warriors in the second round. Give them credit. They are now in the Western Conference Finals. I do think they, I listen, I think they're going to win. I think they're going to win the Western Conference. I think they have a chance to beat whoever comes out of the East whether it be Boston or Philadelphia or even Miami. I don't think it'll be Miami, but whether it be you know one of those three teams, I think they have a chance to win. I think they are, might be the best team left with the most experience. You know, I do. I think they could win the, win the title this year. Now, there's a long way to go. They're only halfway home. They still got eight wins to go. They still got a good Denver team standing in front of them in the Western Conference. And we'll see how that goes. Um, in the baseball today, listen, the Yankees just had the Yankees just had their biggest win of the season. Okay, the Yankees after last night. Last night you had uh, Rizzo Mandalorian bobblehead day. You know, tickets were through the roof for that. People were going crazy. They filled the building. The Yankees fell behind. Then they took the lead, and then they fell behind in the eighth inning again, giving up a home run. And then Rizzo hit his second home run of the game, a go-ahead home run, and the Yankees got a dramatic win last night. Dramatic win. A huge win. Then to come back today, and they fall behind, bam, like that. 6 nothing. Fifth inning, it's 6 nothing. Grand slams by... Uh, who hit the grand slam today? Oh, Diaz, uh, Diaz hit the grand slam in the fifth inning. So they go down 6 nothing, and you think, okay, here we go. Last night was an aberration. They're going to lose again. They're just, you know, ho-hum, next couple of innings, and it's over. They come right back in the bottom of the fifth inning. Judge hits a home run. They get five in the inning. 
to make it 6-5, and then it's back and forth the whole way. Judge has two home runs, four RBIs. The Yankees got four runs in the fifth. They got five runs in the sixth, and they win a wild one, 9-8 to eight over the Rays. They're now seven games behind the Rays. You know, still in last place in the division, but they're seven games behind. They're playing better. They've now won 8 of 11, and they seem to have kind of gotten the season back on track. You got Judge back. Judge, two home runs today, breakout, breakout day today for Judge. You know, now he's back. He played, he played unbelievable. Um, he got, he breakout right back, two home runs, four RBIs for Judge today. As the Yankees, they got their biggest win of the, season, of the season. Yesterday was the biggest win of the season, and it was topped by today for the biggest win of their season. They're now seven back. They got another game tomorrow. If they could take tomorrow's game and go three out of four, then you never know. You know, then all bets are off. A week ago, we were talking about this team being dead, being sellers at the deadline. And now, now they can take three or four at home. Because I was, I was at the game and I was at the game Friday. No, I'm sorry, Thursday night. I was at the game Thursday night against Tampa. And, you know, the blowout, eight nothing or eight two. The Yankees finally got two runs in the, in the eighth. They were in the ninth inning. And that place was dead. Okay, Tampa, I was sitting behind the Tampa dugout. They were having a great time. They were taunting the fans. They were throwing the fans balls, taunting them, yelling back as the fans were yelling at them. They were getting double after double, just ringing doubles off the wall off the Yankee pitching. The Yankees could do nothing. And then to come back last night and get that win in that kind of way, and then today to follow it up, falling behind 6 nothing. Cortez uh, pitched terrible today. It all fell apart in the fifth inning. He pitched on right up until the third, fourth inning, and then it just all fell apart. He lost the strike zone, two walks, base hit, grand slam, and it's 5 nothing. And you think, okay, here we go, it's over. They added another one, 6 nothing, and the Yankees came all the way back, and they win a wild back-and-forth game today at the stadium, 9-8. to eight. The, Mets, um, the Mets are in third place still in their division. They're six and a half back of the Braves. They still are okay. But it's not looking good. Okay. They've won two in a row against Washington, who is terrible. They're in a rain delay right now, down one nothing. Lindor has started to hit, which helps. Okay, Lindor had a home run. He had the big hit last night, but the offense still is not doing anything. Lindor was the was the entire offense yesterday. He had a three run double in the sixth inning, and besides that, the Mets did nothing. Now the Nationals are a bad team. They should be beating this team no problem. This is the part of the schedule where the Mets are supposed to get fat off of. The Tigers, the Reds, the Nationals. And they're struggling to get wins. Yeah, they've won three out of four, two in a row. But you got Scherzer missing starts. Still now, uh, as per uh, John Heyman yesterday on the Around the Bases podcast, he said the Mets are worried about Scherzer's back. He said it could be a problem all season that they're worried it could be a problem all season. And that's not what you want to hear. You want to hear that Scherzer? Because that's, that's the worst fear. You know, that's what always happens to Mets pitching. It's what happened to DeGrom. He goes out with an unknown industry, tightness here, or soreness there, and then you don't see him for two months. Scherzer, you got saying, I'm trying like hell to stay off the IL. And then you get John Heyman coming out. Now, take what you will from John Heyman, right? We all know how, how he... You know, did his thing over the with the with the judge and, and the Giants, but he comes out and says his, he's got a guy saying that the Mets are worried about Scherzer's back, that it could be something that's lingering, 
And you know what this is? This is a player getting old. This is what it looks like when a player gets old. Okay? Bumps and bruises, soreness, tightness, the back, the knees, stuff like that. It's supposed to be a week, miss a start. All of a sudden, it's three starts, four starts. Scherzer's getting old, and I think he might be finished. I don't think he's like not a major league pitcher, but I think he might be finished as far as an ace, and that's big problems for the Mets. Now they got the they got a huge start from Verlander last week. Again in Cincinnati, it's not exactly you know the Padres or the Dodgers, but he pitched the hell out of the game. He got a big win when the Mets needed it, and again they didn't score runs. They won the game two to one. They're scoring three runs last night. They're all three runs coming on a, on a a base hit basically. By Lindor, that scored three runs. Today, they're down one nothing. It's a rain delay. I don't know if they're going to finish that game. I, they, they just went into a rain delay about 20 minutes ago. Um, they, listen, they got the win last night. Take what it, take it what it is. They're six and a half back. The Braves are playing unbelievable, as always. Braves are always playing great baseball. So we'll see how the Mets go. Now, Lucchese's pitching tonight. Lucchese, Lucchese, however you want to say it. I listen. Brett likes him. I, I, I don't trust him as far as I could throw him. To be honest, to be honest with you, McGill pitched last night. This is not the rotation we wanted as Mets fans. We wanted Verlander, Scherzer coming in stoppers. Even we, if we lost three games in a row, you had Verlander and Scherzer, two of the all-time greats. Now you got a banged-up Scherzer who's probably going to pitch tomorrow. From everything that I've heard, he's still on schedule to pitch tomorrow. He will probably pitch. Who knows what you're going to get out of him? Verlander is the only bright spot, and it's still he missed the first week, the first month of the season. You know, we saw one good start out of Verlander. We've only seen him twice, so let's hope that Verlander is still the pitcher that we thought he was, getting all that money. And we'll see what happens. But tomorrow, Scherzer is supposed to go. We'll see if they get rained out today. If they get this game going again, it's currently in a rain delay. They're down one nothing. And now what's going to happen is, if they do come back and play this game, it's going to have to be a bullpen game. Because you're not going to put Lucchese back out there after sitting in the clubhouse for an hour, hour and a half, two hours, however long it is. You're not going to run him back out there. So now you're going to be in the bullpen. It's the third inning. It's going to be a bullpen game. You're going to wear out your bullpen. And you got Scherzer going tomorrow. Who, neck, back, whatever, whatever he's got going on. Elbow. Who's not right. Okay, so now you're going to be counting on Scherzer tomorrow if they play again today and it's a bullpen game to go deep into the game. You need seven innings. We're not paying him all this money to pitch five innings, fall apart in the sixth. That's not why he's getting all this money. That's not why we got him. But ever since last year, since that Brave series, it's just it's been on a steady decline. And it's really it doesn't look good. This is like I said, this is what it looks like when players get old. It just is. It's what this is what players getting old looks like. They get tightness, they get soreness. I mean, you know, he tried to play it off like, oh, I just slept on it wrong, the neck. I think he's getting old. He doesn't have the velocity he had. It kind of all since that since that Brave series, it just took a nosedive, steady decline. And you hope he can get it back. I don't know. I don't think he's ever you're ever gonna see the Scherzer. The, the ace star pitcher again. I think he could still be a, an asset to this team and he could still help this team. But you're going to need Verlander. And without Scherzer, can the Mets even, can they even make it, make it up? Can they make up a seven game deficit against the Braves? Because the Braves are good and the Braves are young. And the Mets don't hit. 
You know, you got these kids still in the minors. They still haven't brought them up. You got Vogelback, who's hit a little bit better. You got you got Kana, who's who's no good. You got holes all over the lineup. They're getting two, three runs a game. I think they're twenty seventh in runs scored for the season uh, in in the major leagues. That it's not what you want. You know, it's not it's not what you want at all. So that's that's what the Mets and the Yankees. The Yankees seem to be getting it on track. Okay, the Yankees are getting getting it on track. Huge win last night, even bigger win today. Coming back from down six runs, you got Rizzo hitting. You got the pitching still. The starting pitching for the Yankees, eh, not great. Judge with two home runs today. So the Yankees are, you know, now the Yankees seem to be getting it together. It's a long season. Both these teams can fall apart. Both these teams can get it going and get it together. It's just which one is going to be which. Now, uh, last night in the NHL, the Panthers. Actually, you know what? Let's do the let's do the uh, the NFL schedules first. Okay, so the NFL schedules came out this week. They have the big schedule release party, s- schedule release show. They, they lead you up to it right after the draft. It's the dumbest thing ever. I'm sure a million people watched it. I'm sure everybody watched it because everybody gets all excited and they they you know they get a, anything any, anything the NFL throws out there. Everybody watches. They do a the primetime ABC ESPN schedule release show. They leak the schedule out for like two, three days. They leak the schedule out. You know, they sl- it's like a slow drip. You'll get this is going to be the, the the Sunday night game for the first week. This is going to be the Thanksgiving game. This is going to be the opening game. And they kind of slow drip it out. And then they have the show where they just release the whole thing. Now, is it? It's stupid, I think, because I'll just find out. I find out the next day. I got it all right here, right here in front of me. I didn't watch it a minute of the show. I got it all right here in front of me. So you got 18 weeks, as usual, 272 games, NFL games. It opens up with with kind of a weird open. Detroit at Kansas City. Now you knew it was going to be Kansas City. You knew it would be in Kansas City on that Thursday night. It's always the Super Bowl champion opening up at home, getting their rings and whatnot. They're opening up against Detroit. Is that a good choice? I, I guess Detroit up and coming. They, they had a good season last year. They just missed the playoffs, but they, they, they won that last week. It's not the, the, the dream matchup, but it is, a, you know, it's the opening day that the NFL has chosen. There are some things about the schedule. 23 Super Bowl rematches will be played this year during the regular season. 14 playoff rematches, rematches from last year will be played this year during the regular season. Uh, the last two MVPs of the league, Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, will play the Chiefs in week four. So you got the two MVPs playing each other. You got Super Bowl rematches, 23 of them, and you got 14 playoff rematches from last year. Now, locally here, the Jets and the Giants, listen, the Giants got screwed here. I don't know how they worked it out. The Giants will play seven of their first nine road games. Seven, I'm sorry, seven of their first nine games on the road. Seven of nine on the road. I mean, that, what are they? I don't know how they worked that out. They open up against the, the Cowboys, which is kind of, at this point, come on. We've seen it a million times. The Giants open up, I feel like the Giants open up with the Cowboys every other year. It's home, it's at MetLife, they open up with the Cowboys. The Giants have a tough schedule. There are 11 primetime games 
between the Jets and the Giants. And I hate the primetime games. Sunday night football, I, I'm, I don't really need to watch Sunday night football, to be honest with you, except when it's the Jets and the Giants. I mean, by the time 8 o'clock on Sunday rolls around, I've seen enough football between college on Saturday, the NFL sometimes starting at 9 in the morning with these London games, right? They start at 9 in the morning with these London games, and you watch all the way up, and then you get to 8 o'clock, and you still ha- your team still hasn't played. I'd rather them play Monday night than Sunday night, because Sunday by 8 o'clock, I'm kind of football out. That's what my wife says. She says, I'm football out. Turn the game off. So I'm not even allowed to, a lot of times allowed to watch the Sunday night game. And I don't blame her because it's been on all day, all day Saturday, all day Sunday. You know, she's had enough. I've almost had enough, and I love it. So there'll be 11 primetime games. Now, for the Jets, the Jets don't play primetime games, and when they do, it's Monday night. So the Jets have a couple Sunday nighters, and, you know, I'm not, I don't know why I'm complaining. This is what happens. When your teams are good, this is what you get. You get primetime games. Now, they are banking heavy on the Jets and Giants to be putting them up 11 times in prime time, they're banking that both of them are going to be good. There are a couple late in the season I guess they could flex out of the Sunday night game. But we'll see. The Jets will play 10 games at MetLife Stadium because they play the Giants this year, and it's a Giants home game. Now, people are saying, oh, the Jets get... Listen, that, that when the Jets and Giants play, since it's mostly season ticket holders, it's going to be with Giants fans in there. It's going to be a Giants building when... They play a home game, and it's the Jets and the Giants. When it's the Jets' home game, it's mostly there are some more Giants fans in the building, but it's mostly Jets. It's mostly Jets fans. But the Jets don't have to travel that week. They get to practice at their practice center out there in Florham Park. So the Jets play ten games at MetLife Stadium. The Giants, seven of their first nine games are on the road. So make that make sense. It doesn't make sense to me. Whoever the NFL schedule maker is, whoever does it. I'm sure they have an explanation. I don't even know who it is. I don't know if it might even be a computer. I would imagine they just throw it into a computer, right? And then they sort out where, 1 o'clock, 4 o'clock, who's playing what. But the Giants do not play many. The Giants and Jets do not play many 1 o'clock Sunday games, which is my favorite. You know, 1 o'clock on Sunday is the NFL as far as I'm concerned. There's not as many of those for those teams. There are the London games. Listen. I'm not going to get too deep into it. I'm not going to sit here and go win, win, loss, win, win, loss, loss. Because you have no idea. Especially with the, the NFL. The NFL is all over the place. Teams in last place last year that you think are going to be terrible are real good. It's a year-to-year. It's a week-to-week league. I'm not going to waste my time. I'm not going to waste your time by sitting here going through the schedule. Because to be honest with you, I don't really care. I can't believe that they, they people actually watch it. Now, it's not as bad as people who make up uh, mock drafts. Well, you know, Being excited for the NFL schedule release show is not as bad as someone who sits down and, and draws up 20 mock drafts over the course of the, of the offseason or the winter or in the middle of summer when everybody's at the beach and you're sitting there writing mock drafts. But we did that, we did that last week. So the Jets open up 9-11 Monday night against Buffalo. Must win. Right? Must win. Win. <laughs> this guy, you got to win. The Jets, and listen, when it comes to the Jets, I, I want to I root for them. I do. I'm a Giants fan, but I want to root for the Jets. I don't hate the Jets because the Jets don't really win anything, right? So I'm not jealous of the Jets. I hate the Yankees because the, I'm a Mets fan and the Yankees have won my entire life, so I'm sick of it. When it comes to the Jets, I don't hate the Jets. I like the Jets. I root for the Jets. I'm a Giants fan, but I root for the Jets. 
I'm just waiting for the wheels to fall off this thing. I mean, can't can't you see it? Can't you see it just jets being jets? You know? Just Rogers drops back to pass, has a non-contact, goes down, non-contact, knee injury, or Achilles. I hope it doesn't happen, but I could, I could, I'm just waiting for it to happen because it's the Jets. I'm not going to believe they're going to be good and, and in Super Bowls and win Super Bowls. Whether I don't care who they have a quarterback until it happens. You know, the Jets, I'm just kind of waiting for the, the shoe to drop. Week one, Jets, Buffalo. Week two, they're in Dallas. Week three, home against New England. So that's the first three games for the Jets, right? You got to win the first. You got to win two out of those three. You can't come in, especially week one. They are going to get killed if they come in and if Buffalo comes into MetLife Monday night and beats them. Listen, Buffalo, everybody, I don't know if Buffalo was on the downside of if their opportunity or the window was closed, but a lot of people are saying it. They still have the quarterback. They lost two coordinators. Everybody's saying Buffalo on the other side of the, of the, of the top of the mountain, that they've, that they've peaked and now they're heading downwards. I don't know. Because the Jets are still the Jets. Whether they have Aaron Rodgers, because he's still Aaron Rodgers, but he's got to put on a Jets uniform. And that's what <laughs> that's what scares me if you're a Jets fan. And that's what should scare you if you're a Jets fan. But week one, you got to win that game. Because they, they the media, the fans will be killing the Jets if they come out and put a stinker up on Monday night, national TV, week one with Aaron Rodgers and lose to the Bills. And then go to Dallas, which will be a tough game. Imagine that. Imagine that 0-2 coming back home to play New England and Belichick. Oh, forget it. Forget it. <laughs> they'll, they'll be getting killed. They'll be fired. They'll be talking about firing the coach before even you know, September's over. So that'll be crazy. Now, so that's that. That's what the NFL is. That's all I got on the NFL. All right? I'm not big into the NFL schedule. I'm not big into anything NFL offseason. The combine, no. The draft, No. Schedule release, eh, I could deal with the schedule release. I look at the schedule release. I don't look at the draft, really, and I don't look at the at the, the combine, which is the biggest waste of time. But anyway, on we go. The I wanted to touch on the Leafs and the Panthers last night. Okay, now the Florida Panthers, in the last week of the season, they played a game against the Rangers, second to last game of the season. The Rangers really weren't playing for anything. They were already settled into where they were going to be in the playoffs. The Panthers were still behind the Penguins. The Islanders were in the mix, and there were two other teams. The Panthers were the bottom of that list. Of four teams, two of them were going to make the playoffs. So the Panthers need to beat the Rangers, win their next game, and they needed collapses basically from the Penguins and a couple other teams just to get into the playoffs. They beat the Rangers in shootouts that night. One nothing, something like that in shootouts. They won a miracle game there. Then they got the help they needed. They got themselves into the playoffs. They then beat the greatest regular season team we've ever seen, the Boston Bruins, who were 43 points more than the Panthers during the regular season. 43 points. That's like 20 wins. Okay? Then they went to Toronto. Now, Toronto coming off their first series win in 14 years. They got the whole East, you know, the whole Toronto, the whole city of Toronto going crazy because it's Canada. They're crazy about the Leafs. It's an original six. And they come in and they beat Toronto in five games. They won last night 3-2 in overtime. 
After beating Boston in seven, game seven overtime, they win this series in overtime. This is one of the most unlikely crazy runs we've ever seen. Because now they're into the conference finals. Okay, they got they got Bobrovsky in goal, who's just been lights out, stopping everything. The Leafs were star-powered. John Tavares, the whole deal. Now they're ready <laughs> to the Leafs fans. I actually read a tweet. I'm going to read it to you in a second. It's from uh, at, Leafs, at Leafs Last Cup. Okay? And the tweet is this. 20,465 days since the last cup. 7,669 days since the last winning second round series. 1,175 days since they last lost to an AHL Zamboni driver. Goalie. That was the third string that came in last year, if you remember. Zero days since being eliminated. The Leafs have just disappoint after disappoint. But the story here is not the Leafs. The story is the Florida Panthers. They can make they they've made it to the Eastern they made it to the conference finals now for the second time in franchise history. The first time they were also an eight seed with John Van Beesbrook in goal, took them to the Stanley Cup finals where they lost. Now this year did I just you know, it, it amazes me. I've been watching this team and they just they just kind of hit their stride and they have just played unbelievable hockey. The the upset to, against the Bruins was one of the all-time great upsets. It rivals any upset you could, could you could throw at me. It rivals anything. So the Panthers are in to the conference finals and they will play now the, the Carolina Hurricanes. The Hurricanes dismantled the the Devils. Not very close. Not not a, not really a very good series. Devils got blown out in the first two games. They blew Carolina out in game 3 to make it 2-1 and then Carolina beat them in game four and game five, game five in overtime. And now you have the Panthers and the Hurricanes. And I'll be rooting for hard, rooting hard for the Florida Panthers. All right, so that pretty much does it for us here today. We want to wish everybody, all the mothers out there, happy Mother's Day. I also wanted to say that this is Correction Officer Appreciation Week. And since I'm a correction officer, the show is locked up sports. Listen. Thank you, correction officer, if you see him. All right, do yourself a favor. They do a lot for us. You don't even realize what they what we do in there. We go through hell in there. If you know one, if you happen to know one, if you see one, just say thank you. And of course, to the mothers. Happy Mother's Day to my mom. Happy Mother's Day to my wife, who's about to make me a father. She's about to be a mom for the second time. Done a hell of a job on the pregnancy. Everything going right. So, quick recap: the Knicks. Be proud of the Knicks, folks. They were it was a great season. You never expected this. You, they gave you into the, into the almost summer. There was a ninety degree day, and there was a Knicks game that day. Be proud of them. They lost to a bad. They lost to a, a, a more tougher team, the Heat. They weren't a championship. They're not ready to be a championship team yet. You know that it's going to be disappointing. I get it. Yankees, huge win last night. Even bigger win this afternoon. Okay. The Yankees seem to be getting it back on track. The pitching still struggles. The starting pitching has been struggling. But they seem like they're going to give us a season. Okay, the Mets, all you need to know about the Mets is Scherzer. The Mets are worried about Scherzer's back the rest of the season. Not good news. Terrible news. The offense, non-existent. Lindor got a three-run hit last night, three-run base hit. That's the only reason they beat the Nationals. Okay, they're playing basically 500 below 500 ball against the Tigers, the Reds, and the Nationals. 
They're in a rain delay currently. Scherzer pitches tomorrow. We'll see how it goes. We'll see if he even makes the start. I believe he will. Schedules, NFL schedules came out this week. I told you everything I need to know about that. Florida Panthers, unbelievable. Unbelievable. And that pretty much does it. So enjoy your Mother's Day. Enjoy the rest of the weekend, everybody. Next week we have a big interview. We have Jack Curry joining the show. Yankees, Yes Network, pregame, postgame analyst. You know him. You know the voice. You know the, the you know what he looks like. You know who he is. He also is an author, and he wrote a book about the 98 Yankees. So we're going to talk with Jack Curry next week about that book. Should be a great. We're excited for it. It's going to be a great spot. That does it for me here today. I'll talk to you Monday, everybody. Brett will be with us next week. I'm Bob Walters. See ya. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to let everyone know by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or on our website at LockedUpSports.net. Remember, you can also find us on your favorite social media site, on Twitter at LockedUpSports, on the gram at Locked underscore up underscore sports. Join our Facebook group, Locked Up Sports, or on TikTok at Locked Up Sports Show. Now you can catch all the latest from Locked Up Sports anytime. Thanks for listening.